Hop on the Pride Express. So no one told you life was gonna be this gay. No one told me. Let me tell you. <laughs> throw some ideas around. See if you know anyone else has like a theme they had in mind or something they've been thinking of. Or... What about a Pixar themed shower? And I, uh, I'll just snowball on top of that. Also, Fight Club. Fight Club. Fight Club. Female Fight Club. We pull in. We grease up. Female Fight Club. She's not going to forget that. Well, 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 look what we have here. If it isn't another episode of Female (laughs) Fight Club. Yes, your favorite hosts are back, everybody. I'm Abby. And I'm Jasmine. And uh, we're super freaking excited to start this next episode (laughs) with you. But first off, congratulations are in order for Mr. Cassidy. We had to congratulate him on his amazing debut in the previous episode. He made such a amazing impression on you all. And I want you guys to know that not only did he love the attention, but he may be back. He may be back. And did he or did he not maybe land a date? Who's to say? You'll have to tune in. (laughs) Um, But the last episode that we recorded was so much fun. Um, Everyone sending in some of their favorite stories. We actually got a ton more. So I think it's safe to say that we I have to do a part two. So wait for that to come. Indeed. So, but anyway, we love to talk about relationships and romance and um, all things love. And since it's June, you may have noticed it is Pride Month. Pride Month. It is here. You can physically feel it. The love. It's really just in the air. (laughs) Smacking you right in the face wearing a (laughs) G-string. And so this is a really exciting day because our next guest is someone who is pretty much family to me. She is one of my childhood best friends. Um, And a few years ago, my two very important worlds collided Mm -hmm. and Abby also got to know and love her. That's me. So I'm extra pleased that I can now say that this next guest is very special to us both. I would like to give a warm freaking welcome to Miss Bita. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I, I, it seems like I'm the token gay here. <laughs> you have been hand selected with care. Plucked out of all the gays. It is a true honor. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you so much. It's, it feels great to be here. I have to, I have to tell the listeners and most importantly, Abby, that Vita was actually my original co-host for the first show <gasps> I There was some content production done, you know, back in the eighth grade, I would say. That's incredible. And maybe do you guys want to say a little snippet about how long you guys have known each other? You guys go way the fuck back. It's been a couple years. That's for sure. Are we hitting two (laughs) decades or not quite yet? Almost. I'm not even sure. That's the thing. Like Vita and I don't actually know when we met, but it's a Persian thing. Like there were, (laughs) there were family gatherings and somehow in there lightning in a bottle was created. And oh my gosh, it always seems to in the Persian (laughs) community. (laughs) <laughs> you find your people and they literally never leave your side. Oh, so, my God. Um, yeah, Vita and I used to create little videos and skits together. Oh, my God. Vita, do you want to comment on the jazz beats days? I honestly think that it was just a, a nice little uh, compilation of just me being 
absolutely <laughs> off the walls. They're just <laughs> off there was no true rocker. direction to it. It was just me <laughs> being me. You know what I mean? And Jasmine just happened to capture it. And here we are. It was a masterclass in improv. We called it jazz beats. <laughs> like Vita would put on different characters and skits that I would never know where they were going, but I just clicked record on photo booth. And as, as Abby knows, you've always been the one producer. editing as well. Where is the masterclass on jazz beats? Holy. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you know what we like to do on the female fight club pod, which is always introduce our guests with rapid fire questions. It's really yes. the only way we like to get to know people. Let's do it. Okay. So rapid fire fill in the blank. When I say Taylor Swift is incredible. Amazing. Say the first word that comes to your head in Spanish. Dora. <laughs> oh, your favorite sport to play? Hockey. Let's go. Woo. And your favorite sport to watch? Hockey also. Amazing. Let's freaking go. Do you enjoy milk to drink? Absolutely not. Good. If you said yes, I was going to say, when did you learn that you were a sociopath? <laughs> <laughs> and our final rapid fire question, blank makes you scream for joy. As candy. Mm. <laughs> I want to start at the beginning beats. You're here because we want to talk about basically your entire journey to the point that you're at now, which is gay, but at peace. Oh. Oh, we're in a good place in the journey, actually. And let me tell you, it's been quite the journey, a journey you maybe wouldn't wish upon most people. <laughs> But we're in a good place now. I'm happy to dive into that. Let's start from the beginning. Okay. So I saw this TikTok that was like signs that I was gay that I ignored when I was younger. Everyone's got them. So oh, what yeah. were those signs for you, Bita? Okay. Oh the God. first thing that comes to mind is Katy Perry. Were you expecting me to say that? Yeah, I was. So for those of you <laughs> who either know me or don't know me, Katy Perry was definitely my first love. <laughs> Some would say she is my truest and greatest love. Ida is actually convinced that she met Katy Perry online. We don't know that that's false. <laughs> Who's to say that wasn't her? That was pre-fame. I'm still not convinced it that was it not wasn't pre -fame. her. Pre-fame. This was probably in 2009 or 2010. Bita finds a profile on Facebook by the name of Katy Perry, adds her on Facebook, and says and begins to message her, thinking that this is in fact the real Katy Perry. <laughs> Listen, at the time, she had a photo and a full profile. The screenshots that you then saw after the fact, they made it look more questionable than the interaction <laughs> actually was. It was Katy Perry. Don't take this away from me, please. Please. So Katy Perry just has Facebook and decided to add a, how old are you? An eight, like an 11 year old girl. Yeah. I from think Toronto, I was Canada. a little older, uh, but yes, a 14 year old girl from Toronto, Canada. They, they were pen pals. Like Bita literally was going back to this profile and letting her know when she got tickets to the concerts. Yeah, and it, it was, it was so weird when she asked you for an e-transfer for $400 <laughs> every month. That was, that was so weird. Classic Katie. You're also missing the part where a picture of Katy Perry's boobs from which music video was on your birthday cake from California girls with the whipped cream coming out of her bra. I was definitely gay at this point, I would say. I would say. Whether or not that was public information at that time, maybe not. And we should but have known. We, to like, anyone we really that says have. that they didn't know, 
what other signs did I need to provide to those in my life? Then <laughs> I'll that tell cake. you another, I'll tell you another sign. Uh, many people will remember Facebook wall to walls. Bita would post pictures of every woman with a pulse <laughs> on my the face. The signs were wall. all there. They were all there. It was they Megan really Fox. Were. It was Shay Mitchell. Lindsay Lohan. Perry, it was Lindsay oh, Lohan. Yes. <laughs> Just all around, you know, stellar picks, I would say. Stellar. Totally. So, I mean, Beats, we didn't grow up with like a ton of uh, lesbian characters to refer to in TV and film, like around that time. So like of the few that you can really remember or any kind of like media portrayals at the time, did any character or like specific pop culture person make an impact on you as you were kind of figuring out your identity? That's a really good question. I'm going to answer it in maybe not the best way, which is that <laughs> there actually wasn't really, I would say. The yeah. one person that everyone remembers and that everyone refers to, especially growing up, is Ellen, obviously. Yeah. Mm. But I don't know. I didn't really resonate with anything about Ellen, except like maybe that I wanted to be funny. I don't know. But besides <laughs> that, I didn't feel like I really related. But yeah. no, I don't think there was a lot of influence in that sense, like not celebrity wise, and then also not directly in my life either. That must yeah. have been pretty, pretty difficult. I mean, like, how, how did you end up coping with that? Or how did you find, I guess you just posted Katy Perry's boobs on your cakes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like for me, a lot of that acceptance came a lot later in life. And it wasn't until I was in my 20s that I actually started to make other gay friends and I would say that was one of the biggest changes for me. It's like, oh, you know, they're comfortable. They're out. They're talking about it all the time so freely. So I kind mm. of just followed their lead. And that was a huge help for me throughout my life. Because I will say also, it's, it's awesome to have people around you that accept you. Like all of my friends did, even those that aren't gay, which is most mm -hmm. of my friends. <laughs> but it's another thing to then be like outright comfortable about yeah. it. You know what I mean? 100%. So I feel like that might have been it. It's the people in my life now that are also gay, that kind of, you know, they paved the way for me a little bit. Love Aww. that. Love that. And shout out to those peeps. Thanks. Shout out to them. They know who they are. Let's just briefly talk about your coming out journey. I mean, I think that's always such an important part of this process to learn about the beginning. So what sort of came first? Was it your friends or was it your family? Or So it's funny because I would say both when it comes to my friends and my family, it, I was outed both times. So I did. Like, oh my God. Yeah. So first when it comes to my friends, I was texting one of my best friends and it was like pretty late. And I don't remember what I said to her, but I obviously said something that maybe, you know, she had pieced enough of the Katy Perry stuff together that something was starting to, you know, a story was starting to be painted in her head. Oh. And she just texted me being like, is there something you want to tell me or something along those lines? But it was even more forward than that. And then I just did. And it was all over text. So it was obviously a little more safe in that sense. Oh my God. But was then after that happened, oh yeah, my heart was <sighs> like, it's an experience you'll never forget, especially the very first time. Like mm. that was another level. Yeah. It was so wild. Like I'll never, ever forget that moment. How old were you? I was in second year. So I would have been 19. Oh my gosh. Second year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Despite knowing that I was gay since I was at least 12, maybe yeah. even 11, I didn't come out to anyone until I was 19. So <gasps> it was a lot of time in Holy. my head, for sure. Do you think that that's <laughs> like, based on the people that you know now and like stories that you've heard since, is 19 like kind of on the later side, you think? 
Honestly, I feel like it's pretty average. I don't know. I think some people are only now in our 20s, like feeling more comfortable to share that they're curious or that they want to explore whatever that might look like. But I mean, 19 was a little bit late for someone that knew their whole life. You know what I mean? Selfishly, I feel like I was lucky that I got to go through middle school and high school without maybe everybody knowing. I don't know if I was living in this 2021 time that I would be saying that. But back then, I feel like maybe in a way that was kind of a good thing. But I will also say that when it comes to my family, I was also outed. That's a good oh, story shit. for you guys. Let me just uh, share this one with your with your oh, fans my here. God. So I'm out at a bar and I'm pretty drunk. And I get a phone call from my mom saying that she saw a Facebook post with a picture of me and my then girlfriend. And the <gasps> caption is such and such and her partner, Bida. <laughs> It doesn't get more clear than that. I guess. It really doesn't. <laughs> Funny enough, I was met with quite a bit of uncertainty. <laughs> now, are you sure? <laughs> you know what I think? This, this is through? looking a little gray to us. Could you please clarify? <laughs> so that's kind of how that happened. And then I oh would say um, it was it's it was very much a ride for a couple of years after that. And you, you don't you don't need to get into this too deeply, but was it met with? like a a negative connotation. Like this is what I always answer when people ask me this question. And I do love my parents. I have great parents. I love your parents too. I'd like to, they're great humans. And now we're we're so cool. We are homies now. Also we're roommates. So, you know, (laughs) we have a good, we have a good thing going, but they, I feel like they said all the things you're not supposed to say. If there was a book of like, you know, what not to do, what not to do and what not to say they'd be right there, right there on the cover. I feel like this is probably maybe something that a lot of people with immigrant parents can sort of relate to in some ways. Like I've heard a lot of things like that, where it's where they mean so goddamn well, they really do. But they just didn't grow up with that kind of understanding in their either cultural settings or just their upbringing in general. And absolutely. They don't read the books. They don't do the required (laughs) reading. They also don't think it will ever be them. That's the thing. They never expect it to be within their own family, which is I don't think that's the right way to approach things at all. all. But yeah, of course they mean well. And years later, I can now look back and think, okay, they had my best interest at heart. They were just scared. They were just freaked Mm -hmm. out. It's fine. But at the time, Mm -hmm. I definitely wasn't getting too much of what I actually needed. So that was really tough. And so do you Um, have any advice? That 12-year-old girl who's saying, mom, can I get get a Megan Fox cake? But I just want her tits. I would say this is so cliche, but be patient. Do Mm -hmm. things at your own pace. If it was up to me, I probably would not have come out when I did. I had a whole plan. I was going to be living somewhere else, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) But my advice would definitely be be patient with yourself and do it in your own way, whatever that looks like. And no one can tell you that there's one way to do it or to go about it. There's no perfect way to go about it. No, definitely not. Thank you for sharing that. No, of course. And we love to say on the Female Fight Club that everyone's welcome here in the safe space. I appreciate that. I hope I can get my pit stains out of my shirt later. (laughs) I really do. I like this shirt, but we'll see. (laughs) It was worth it for the Female Fight Club pod. Send us your bill. Dry clean. We'll be getting my invoice. Yes. (laughs) Okay. What I want to know right now also is what kind of questions that you wish people, likely straight people, would 
stop asking. Like what are some stereotypes, even the most well-intentioned, like you said, like your parents, like they're super well-intentioned. Everyone means so well for the most part. We can hope, we can only hope. But what are some questions or some, some, some things that there are two that come to mind right (laughs) off the bat. I'm not saying both came from my parents. One definitely did. The first being, are you sure? Ah, You know, I've had quite a bit of time thinking this through in my mind. Yeah. And so I would say, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Pretty fucking sure. (laughs) Number two, how do you have sex? (laughs) It's like phenomenally. I don't know how to answer that question. Like very well. Why is that a question? I literally do not ask anybody that question. Chances are, even the straight couples, they're all doing it in a fucking different way. Yeah. So why? I'm not going to give you the play-by-play, which is what I know you want. I'm not going to do that. We just hug and cry all night (laughs) and talk about our feelings. God, just pillow fights in the underwear. Stop asking gay people how they have sex, please. (laughs) Okay, so I have another question that kind of relates to this. What about girls who come up to you at parties, they find out that you're gay and then they decide to tell you, Mm -hmm. oh, like, you know, I've always thought that I might be bi or I might be gay. And chances are she has a boyfriend like eight (laughs) times out of 10. Um, And the the idea that she's giving you the proposition that she might want to use you to figure out her sexuality. Is this annoying or welcome? (laughs) Can you tell me, am I gay? (laughs) You know, a couple of years ago, I would have said, this is absolutely welcome. You know, why not? But now I would say, (laughs) and I will try to approach this delicately. If you could just kindly not offload and dump all of your trauma (laughs) and your problems onto me and confuse me, that would just be really, just really appreciated. Yeah. So I would say at this this point, I would say absolutely no thank you, Uh, but I can find, you know, there's a couple of people on my phone. You two should connect. (laughs) I think that would be the move from now on. You know what I mean? Do you have them labeled in your phone as like confused (laughs) one, confused two? In the community, we call them dabblers. (laughs) (laughs) Dabblers. Dabblers. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Did you see the dabblers that just walked in? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I think a dabbler is here tonight. Warn your lesbian friends. Dabbler. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Speaking of dabblers, um, <laughs> I, I know I'd love Vita to talk about what it's like to be in a relationship where oh, yes. one party is perhaps not out because I think you've been, you've seen both sides of this. For those who can't see, Vita is rolling her eyes and it's fucking perfect. <laughs> Which is terrible of me, let's be honest here. But yes, Jasmine, I have been on both sides of that coin. I will say that (laughs) first being the partner that uh, was dating someone that wasn't out, I would say that was really tough. And I actually feel for a lot of gay couples that are in that situation because it's like you're you're just starting the relationship on like a hurdle, on Mm -hmm. something so difficult. You know what I mean? It's big. Relationships are hard as is. And it's like to add that added layer of like family pressure, friends, Mm, you know, people around you not knowing is just terrible. And I'm just really happy I'm not in that phase of this uh, (laughs) gay journey anymore. Right. (laughs) But I've also, yeah, I have been on the other side of that too, where my partner was out and I was not. And I felt so pressured all the time. And that was also just no good. So I, 
as bad as it is to say, I feel like it, it, people should try to, you know, match themselves as <laughs> yeah. a terrible way of putting it, but like you know, it's more, it's, mm-hmm. it's fair on your partner. A hundred percent. And it would just be in your favor to try to be with someone who's in a similar place in their life, you know, as you are like with anything else, but especially with this, I would say for sure. I want to talk about pride. Oh, happy pride. Happy Happy pride Pride month. Everyone listening. I want to know, I want to know your feelings about pride. When was the first time you participated in pride? All that jazz. This is my fifth official pride, Um, meaning fifth actual, like, you know, I, I feel something this month that maybe I didn't before. And what's Um, your favorite part about this time? Ooh, that's a really hard question. Maybe it's just the fact that you can more openly have conversations like the one we're having right now because it's pride month. I mean, not that you couldn't at other times, but like it's especially welcomed right now. And I think people will make a little bit more of an effort in this month to like try to <laughs> learn something or whatever it be, you know? So I like yeah. that part for sure. I mean, like, I feel like another sub question I have related to this is like, obviously pride is very corporatized now. Like if you go just one little gander at the financial district and they're not rainbows. doing it well all over the place and it feels disingenuous a little bit, but I don't know. I'd like to hear from you on what you, what your feelings are towards that. How many LinkedIn or Facebook photos have been changed to the rainbows? It's hard to comment on this because on one hand, I totally see through it and I know that they're doing it because they feel that they have to. But on the other hand, the alternative would be that they don't. And that's worse. So at least they try. Some do it better than others. That's for sure. But (laughs) it still makes me happy. I don't know. For everyone's like, oh, they put a rainbow in their logo, like do more. And I see it. I'm like, oh my God, there's a (laughs) rainbow on the home screen. Like I'm just happy. (laughs) Speaking of some companies doing it better than others, I want to know about the North Face slogan that that you came across a couple of days ago that made your eyes roll to the back of your head. Not to put the North Face on blast. You know, I am a fan of the brand, the North Face. Please sponsor me, please. If you hear this, please. I still love you. (laughs) But their slogan for, I don't know if it was just their slogan for pride or if it's actually their slogan and they just used it for their pride stuff, but it was never stop exploring. And I just thought, (laughs) huh, you know what? I feel like that's a little bit off the mark. I don't know. As if like pride is just like this never ending, like (laughs) exploration of oneself. (laughs) It's like, actually, I would love for the exploring to stop. I would love to be (laughs) just really okay with where I'm at. I just want to be comfortable. So yeah, it's like the assumption that like, for example, that people are just like being like little flower children. Dazed and confused. Dazed and confused, yeah. and they're just exploring themselves, and they just can't just be tamed. exploring. It's like, but I'll come home eventually to my straight hood. Let's fuck <laughs> off. Exactly. The straight life is calling, and I must go. <laughs> gotta go. Gotta morph back. Lock struck twelve, and you know where I'm at. <laughs> back to faking it. <laughs> 
I, I kind of want to get into something that you just said that I loved a lot. Um, you said that this, you've been to five prides where you actually felt something. So right. does that mean that you had been to pride when you hadn't come out officially or how, how are you classifying those five as <laughs> That's a fair pride? question. I actually didn't go to any pride prior to these five prides. And I actually think part of the reason is because I was just being fed sort of the negative connotation around pride, whether that be through like people like my parents or whoever it may be, (laughs) that pride was just this one big orgy essentially. And it was just public indecency for a weekend. (laughs) And that it's not okay for children to see and things Mm -hmm. like that. Everybody loves to say that. Right, exactly. And so I thought, okay, well, I don't want that. I don't want that to be associated with me or my sexuality in any way. So I'm just going to avoid it. But then when I finally went to Pride, I realized that it was so much more than that. And it actually is very much about community. And it's a great time. And Pride is just so wonderful. There is like literally love in the air at Pride. It's very happy. It's a lot of fun. And tons of, I think, straight, what looks like straight families, straight people are there. And it's just (laughs) like an awesome celebration. And I regret not going to Pride sooner. Wow. Honestly, I have had wonderful experiences at Pride. But I think this kind of leads me into another question. Do you think that straight people have ruined Pride? More more generally, how do you feel about straight people attending Pride? I mean, I'm sort of equating this to how a lot of straight people sort of ruined Burning Man or like, you know, straight people get when they just like get obsessed with something and they they just make it about themselves. Right. Don't they always? God damn it. I I hate me sometimes. That view is hilarious, but I don't necessarily (laughs) think it's my view. I mean, for me, I think what got me through in my life so far has been the people around me. And it's been about having good like very supportive people around me. And so I don't care if you're straight or whatever you are, if you're cool and you're supportive and you're not weird and you don't talk shit about me <laughs> when we <laughs> part ways, then I would love for you to be there. Why not? <laughs> whoop, whoop, hop on the Pride Express. So no one told you life was gonna be this gay. No one told me. Let me yeah. tell you. <laughs> Do you have any other jingles you'd like to you'd like to include here? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Won't you be mine? Listen, I'm pumped to be someone's gay neighbor one day. It's going to be fucking lit. <laughs> what kind what kind of gay neighbor are you going to be? A very civil one. <laughs> So palatable, you'll just love it. I want to be the kind of person that like, you know, my neighbors at their dinner party go, "Yeah, they're but they're really kind. <laughs> I swear they're good. I swear yeah, they're exactly. good. They're good people though. They they really are. One of them has a well-paying job. <laughs> that would be yes. my wife. My wife's going to be a success. <laughs> this is my wife. This is my wife. Nice and nice. If Bora doesn't make it in every single episode moving forward, I will just pass away. Um, a more fun question. Let's say that you are in the pride parade let's say your wife is so rich that she ends up getting a float she might be you have endless money you get to design your own fucking float what does your float look like in the pride parade you're the creative director of the float. <laughs> listen yes. i might just put yes. Katy perry's tits at the front <laughs> with the whipped cream shooting out One question I also wanted sort of on the tail end of our pride discussion, but how can people 
just generally be better allies to the LGBTQ2S plus community? I love this question. So thank you for asking it. I have a couple answers to this, but I'm going to start with one example. I had a three-pronged approach. (laughs) That really stood out to me. And I still think about it. It happened a couple of years ago. So when I first started my, one of my, my job coming out of university, it was like the first time I was in a more like professional corporate setting, so to speak. And I was very, very scared to come out. And I didn't for a really long time because I was too afraid. And then one of my teammates, uh, everyone just kept asking me, do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a boyfriend? And I kept saying, no, obviously half the time. I probably said, yeah, I don't even know. I, I used to do that. It was terrible. (laughs) His name is Mark, (laughs) but what I, a really good example of a good ally to me is so simple. It's this one teammate. She asked me, do you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend? Like just asking a more inclusive question Mm. to make me feel comfortable. And that was like amazing to the point where I'll honestly always remember that she asked it in that way. And I feel like we should all make a conscious effort to, you know, include more inclusive language in the way we speak. Um, But then maybe one other thing I would say, which I think is hard for some people to do, and it's a big expectation to put on someone, but I would say, like stand up against, you know, homophobic comments, or if you hear something that you don't think should be said, no matter where you are, and you don't have to be aggressive about it. But to me, a good ally is someone that says, we don't stand for that here. If, if that's how you want to speak, you might have to, you know, get the fuck out. Stay up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a good answer. That's a really good answer. And so important to say, and I think it's even, it's happening right now. And in school systems, our future generations, I think we're in, this is the one part that I think we're in such good hands. But one question for you, Vita, do you see children in the future? And stop me if this is too much. No, not at all. Um, Most of my life, I did not think that children were in my future at all. But I think for me, the thing was that I kept thinking if I had a gay child, that I wouldn't want them to go through what I went through. And I can't imagine potentially bringing someone into this world that will end up with the exact same obstacles that I had and still continue to have. It's not over for me. You know what I mean? Mm, Yeah. Um, But there was a quote by Oprah that I heard like maybe two years ago now that really resonated with me. Shout out to Oprah. She listens to this. Yeah. She listens to this. I know she does. Oprah, I love you. And um, it really, it changed my perspective on that a little bit. Actually, it changed my perspective on it very much. And the quote was, how do I give back that which I was not given? And like, how do you make that part of your life mission, your life journey? And then I started to think it would be pretty incredible, actually to have a gay child because I will make sure that they have an upbringing and are raised in a home where they know that it's okay and it's no big deal and they are loved and that they are destined for as much good things and success as any other person. So yes, potentially I would have children. Now let's hope it's a gay one. Let's be real. Because if not, then that whole quote would completely go to waste. We're going to pause for a <laughs> tissue break. What the fuck, Vita? Oh my God. I know. I'm Are literally tearing up. That is so nice. <laughs> so it nice. really did stick with me. That's why I was trying to oh find it because I had it saved. That is so beautiful. Holy I feel like it would be very full circle for me to do that. Oprah, Oprah, you did it again. <laughs> oh my goodness. Vita, I mean, you really... That fucking, that shook me. That really did. I think you've been so insightful and so 
I really just thank you again for sharing your story, sharing your journey and and your thoughts and fun anecdotes here and there. Your love for Katy Perry. I mean, you know, she's going to listen. Oprah, she'll probably tell Oprah to listen because they, they do. <laughs> One can hope. One can One hope. One can hope. Any sort of final closing thoughts that you want to leave our listeners, our incredible listeners, maybe some dabblers here and there. Thank you both. <laughs> no dabblers, stay the fuck away from me. Fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you both for having me. I, first of all, I love podcasts. So it's just awesome. This is my first uh, podcast experience. So Aww. I really appreciate it. Ooh. And thank you as allies for, you know, making an effort to have these conversations with your fellow gay. I really appreciate that. Respect. respect. And for, you know, all our fans, the listeners, I just want to say happy pride. <laughs> happy pride. Whether you are out or still closeted, it really doesn't matter. It's an amazing community full of people that are just freaking awesome. So amazing. happy pride and cheers. Ugh, happy freaking pride, Bita. Thank you so much for coming on to this pod. You did such a beautiful, beautiful job talking about your own experiences and you are such an amazing person that I think people will look up to as well. Just like you said that you had people to look up to. I think that you were that person for someone, at Absolutely. least one person. I really appreciate that. Thank you for saying that. I hope so. If not my future yeah. child, but I just hope for someone around me, that would be awesome. Okay, people, you know the drill. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Female Fight Club Pod. Our artwork is by at Haley Ewan's Art and our music is by the wonderful sound of Kalama. Our research analyst producer extraordinaires are Matt and Armand. So shout out to those two. Um, And Bita, we always like to sign off with a very specific uh, ending note. You may know it. You may know it. Do I just say good day? (laughs) (laughs) Good day. Good day. It's a good day to be gay. (laughs) We greet her. Surprise. Female Fight Club. She's not going to forget that.